What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am here with Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. And usually this is the part where I say week five is in the books. Guess what? It's not. There's a whole rain and lightning delay. Sunday Night Football is not over. And we're like (laughs) tired of waiting for that to end. So we're just going to do the pod right now because I'm tired. Well, we have no idea when this thing's going to be over. So let's just get into it. Waiting out the rain delay and doing a pod in the middle. Who cares? <laughs> Is it bad that I flash back to April 2020 when they're like, two more weeks, two more weeks? And I was like, cool. It's like, oh, 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes. I'm like, I see all this lightning in the background. Like, I feel like it's not going to be 15 more minutes. Is there a vaccine for lightning? Yeah, I don't know. But that I, I, I just, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what's going to be done. We're just going to go through all the awards. So with yeah. all that said, um, let's just get to it. DK, who's your biggest winner of the week? Week five. All right, I want to I want to start out with uh, a guy named Jamar Chase from the yeah. Bengals who just keeps playing lights out, and it's kind of funny because like we had during the draft season, this is one of the greatest receiver prospects of all time. Like le- legitimately, like uh, he he like broke out as like an 18, 19 year old elite elite ath- athleticism, just like all time baller. Comes into the league, he's like the fifth overall pick or whatever. Was it fourth or fifth? I think he was the fifth overall pick. Um. And then we had, you know, just like this crisis of faith during the preseason when he starts dropping balls and like people are talking about how he's not separating at training camp and, and, you know, started to panic a little bit like, oh God, maybe we did this again. Maybe the Bengals drafted another John Ross. Uh, no, that's not happening. Another six catches, 159 yards and a touchdown this week, 27.9 PPR points. Um, he came into the week as a wide receiver 12. So he, he came into the week as a wide receiver one in PPR. Uh, coming out, I'm sure he's going to jump up the ranks. He is now, and I, I saw this from, I believe, ESPN. He's the third rookie all-time. Or, sorry, going back to 1990. Third rookie with five-plus receiving touchdowns in his team's first five games. The other two guys, Calvin Ridley, Randy Moss. And then this is per Adam Harstead. Wait, Jamar sorry, Chase. Say that last one again. What What is he with Calvin Ridley and Randy Moss in? Only the third rookie with five-plus receiving touchdowns within the first five games of their career. Since 1990. So, like, in the modern era. 
Um, so he joins, you know, Calvin Ridley, obviously, really a very good player. Randy Moss, one of the all-time greats. Um, and then this one's 21 years old. Yeah, he's like one of the more young, youngest players in the NFL. And then I saw this per Adam Harstead. Chase is second now behind only Randy Moss. So it's Randy Moss, number one. Jamar Chase, number two, in PPR fantasy points by a rookie receiver through f- their first five games. I think what's so great about this and what's really telling is like, Joe Burrow is not, they are not Cowboys North. They are not right. firing right. on all cylinders. And like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are like borderline not startable in fantasy. Like Jamar Chase is the number one. Burrow is looking to him in the biggest moments. So like it, it it's working, like it's him. Yeah. I mean, they did throw more this game, 38 attempts. Um, there was an overtime period, so that helped. But yeah, what you're saying is basically they're running slow. They're they're basically trying to ease Burrow into the season, right? They're running a lot, very balanced. Um, they're going very slow. They're just trying to basically take some pressure off of Burrow as his knee starts to like get to be closer to 100%, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and Chase is still doing this. So if they do end up picking up the pace and or getting much more efficient down the line, man, like... Chase's upside is insane. So I was having a, I was talking with my dynasty buddies. I was actually talking to Riley McAdee, uh, editor at the ringer. And we're like, is Jamar Chase already the number one receiver in dynasty? He like might be, it's like, to me, it's probably between Justin Jefferson and Chase. Yeah. And dynasty Jamar Chase, if you have him is like a, a, a gift from like the fantasy gods redraft. <laughs> I would trade him like this week. I really trade sorry, sorry to pour rain in the parade. Dynasty. No, I, I would trade him. I think, I think you're probably right because number one, he's not going to score one or two touchdowns every week. No, he's like, five for five that. on the deep shots. That's the thing. Yeah. It might be more than that. I don't remember how many touchdowns he has this season, but like there just every deep shot he's gotten basically has all been touchdowns. And the second mm-hmm. that stops, it'll go down. And like, he's not a top 10 receiver for 2021. I'm sorry. Like, he will not finish that way going forward. And like, if you can flip him to someone who's a true believer, I would very easily. Speaking of somebody who is, who will be a top 10 receiver when this year ends, <laughs> my winner is, it has to be, I know this is the two, two days later, but it's got to be Mike Williams, man. Yeah. Just eight, take another lap. Take another victory lap. Do it. <laughs> eight catches, 165, two touchdowns. He is the wide receiver one, depending on what Tyree Kill does tonight. The wide receiver yeah. one. Just going, he's going nuclear on and he the league. I mean, has done it. it's he crazy. Took a game, he took a game off. He took week four off and he's the wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. He went, this is how he scored in the season. 18, week one. 18, week two. 29, week three. One, week four. And then 32 today. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. He had 16 targets. Like He, he is officially, I, I mean, I don't know what we want to, how, how, we want, how we think about Keenan Allen now, but like going forward the rest of the season, if you could pick one guy, I think it might be Mike Williams. Yeah, for the fifth week in a row, Craig, you were you were right, and I was wrong about Mike Williams. I feel like you were I right. I was wrong. You, you're right. I'm <laughs> you're dumb. You're looking, smart. I'm not attractive. Mike Williams is fast. <laughs> I'm slow. But I will say, uh, I also do. Hold I on, do feel like Keenan Allen. How many is the times are we going to allow Craig to take victory laps? Though, can we like put a time limit on it? Like, does he get half the year? No, it's eight? every week. Mike Williams puts up thirty points. He okay, just That's checking. Hundred percent. Going to take the victory. Like, Listen, this is one of the biggest sleeper hits we've had on our show, if not the biggest. Yeah. yeah, every week. Every I'm week happy. I'm proud 30, of you. 30 burger. I will say though, Keenan Allen feels like the number two receiver in this offense. Like if you have Keenan Allen, you expected him to like be crushing it with Herbert to have Herbert make the leap as like one of the elite NFL quarterbacks and a Chargers receiver be the number one receiver in fantasy and Keenan Allen be a very consistent, fine. Uh, fine option for you, but like not be that great at all is like pretty freaking disappointing. I f- but I feel like that's won't change really like like he'll have spike weeks, but like the roles in this offense 
I guess we're going to go with this, is really Mike Williams is Michael Thomas light. I mean, it, it, yeah, they, they tried to tell us it was going to happen, and it actually happened, which is just kind of crazy. And, and Cooper Cup is fading a little bit. Um, I think you mentioned this, Craig. Like he's going to be the wide receiver one after this season, after this week, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's Sunday night, but well, we'll see if they actually finish Sunday night football. Yeah. It might be Monday yeah. morning football, right? But still, I mean, what a call! I Incredible. already am just upset about how next year we're just going to be every single thing a coach or an offensive coordinator says about a player. <laughs> We're yeah. going to be like, well, you know, they told us about Mike Williams and we're going to ignore like the 10,000 things coaches say every year that just have no bearing once the season begins. How yeah. much money? Let's say he like has a good season. He finishes healthy. He maybe doesn't finish this hot, but he has like a really good season. What do you think he'll get paid? No, they franchise tag him. That's that's why the NFL isn't that fun in the offseason. They franchise tag oh, him. You think for sure? Can, sign, I mean, can they still do that? Zero. I can't remember. Yeah, because he, he's playing he on his fifth year thing, right? right? Isn't he franchise tagged right now? No, he's in the, his fifth-year option. No, so the way it works is first-round picks. Well, all draft picks get like a four-year deal. First-round picks, the team gets an automatic team option for fifth year. Then, which is like a big raise, but still. Which is this a, year. They picked it up, right? Yeah, so he gets, he's a fifth-year. I'll pull it up. He's getting just under $16 million for this year, which is good. The franchise tag, it, it's a little more complicated than this, but roughly top five average salary from the previous year. So he'll get a raise, one-year deal. But then the Chargers get to negotiate with him. And if they really want, they could franchise tag him again. But they'll probably Ooh. tag him and sign him to an extension is really what they'll do. He'll get a lot of money. So just for some reference, right now I'm looking at uh, overthecap.com. DeAndre Hopkins is the highest paid receiver in the NFL. He's averaging, he's averaging $21.3 million per year. So that's, I mean, he's going to get 18 19 more. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, mean, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's going to get Hopkins money, but he's going to get a lot. If the Chargers want to give him that, then yes. But yeah. yeah, it's a top. This is this. How many times is there like a top five receiver, and you're like, oh, could have been good, and like he actually just did it, and they just need a quarter. All right, enough about winners. Let's get to losers. DK, who's your big loser of the week? Yeah. So Sam Darnold, I'm losing faith already, man. It's like, is he turning back into a pumpkin a little bit? I mean, he he wasn't terrible last week. He did throw two picks. Uh, he certainly wasn't terrible in fantasy last week, but this week. Six points in fantasy, 21 to 37, 177 yards and three picks with one in one touchdown. Obviously, the rushing uh, upside that we'd been banking on over last over the first four weeks was gone. Two rushes for 10 yards. Um, so I don't know. It could be a one off bad game, but now he has thrown five picks in two games. Uh, and so that's definitely worrisome because that has always been kind of like the book on a Darnold, like the talents there. The arm strength is there. The skill set is there. Just really bad decision-making at times, going all the way back to USC when he was playing in college. Just a lot of turnovers, a lot of picks, bad decision-making. Um, you know, it's kind of like in the Jameis mold where, you know, he he definitely looks good at times and, like, makes some wild throws. But at the same time, you just never know when these these meltdowns are going to happen. So uh, a little discouraging from Sam Darnold, who, whose Panthers lost to the Eagles this week. All right. My loser of the week is... Uh... Just the Giants. You sound so sad. It's just You're the so Giants. Sad. The Giants are the losers. No disrespect <laughs> to Dan, Sam Darnold, your point, DK. But you know what? Right. Um, Sam Darnold's playing football. You know who's not? Saquon Barkley, hurt. Danny Dimes, hurt. Kenny Galladay, hurt. Kenny Galladay, get, like, just didn't come back for halftime. Saquon got hurt on, like, the dumbest ankle injury. I mean, he just stepped on a dude's foot, and it rolled. Ugh, and I'm like, that, that happened brutal. to me. That happened to me, like, twice in my life. And I was like, damn, what a dumb way for Saquon to sprain his ankle the way I have. Danny Dimes got concussed. That was Jason Garrett's fault because he's putting Danny Dimes out in this naked bootleg. And it's like, 
guess what? If we're all talking about Danny Jones being a, a threat around the red zone, the Cowboys know you can't expect to do naked bootleg with deception. It, he's not going to outrun those guys. It's insane to put he's him in that spot. that fast. Yeah, he's it, fast, it, but not that fast. He's not running by outrunning people. He's running with deception. They don't expect it. But if we're talking about it, the Cowboys know. It's ridiculous to put him out there with no blockers. And it was the worst case scenario. Kenny Galladay has a knee injury. So Giants are missing seven of their 11 offensive starters from week one. Yeah, poor Saquon, man. His ankle looked like somebody taped a baseball to the side of it. It was so swollen. But apparently now, they think he might just miss a week because yeah. he, quote, heals fast. You know, no, that sure. actually makes well, So that actually kind of makes sense. because like, They called it a low grade or a low ankle sprain, not a, not a high ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. It's it, it, it it's not as bad as it looks, the swelling. It's not as bad as it looks. But regardless, it just sucks. Although Kadir's tone is great. Anyway, the Giants... Made what happened to Kenny Galladay? Like, I didn't actually see much about this. He just he left. Just, and it then... was not like he literally, the, the Giants beat reporters were just waiting for news, official news on Danny Jones. Mm-hmm. And they, Giants are like, Daniel Jones will not return concussion. Also, Kenny Galladay will not return knee. And they were all like, what? What? But that's I what think happened. he was really bummed that Kadarius Tony was kind of going off. And he's like, yeah, Kenny I'm not like, the guy. No. Anyway, so and then Kadarius Tony punched a guy. So even the whole Kadarius Tony thing is like, oh, it's great. And then it's like, oh, bopped a cowboy. Cool. Uh, continuing this trend, my loser, it's just the, all the injuries this week. Joe Burrow yeah. has a throat contusion. He went I to the it, hospital after the game. And is it so bad? The first talk. thing I thought of was Fight Club because I was like, what is a throat contusion? Do they say throat contusion in Fight Club? No, I just, I don't know. I was like, when do people get hit? In the, I don't know. It's just like, how do you get one of those? It's like in, where you in high school, people used to chop thing. someone in the throat. Yeah, they would call it papaya. And you, and you would, they go papaya. And then you get like karate chopped in the throat, like your larynx. And that doesn't like, feel good. Super messed up. Well, I, you know. I think he's going to be all right, but it's something to monitor this week. Yeah, um, you know, if you can't talk, like, it's probably really hard to play quarterback. Like uh, that actually will affect the game pretty significantly. Well, we don't know that's actually what happened, but there were so many other injuries. It was like Burrow and and Jones. Well, Taysom apparently Hill. he couldn't talk after the game. They, that's why he couldn't do media. They said he couldn't speak. So if it's like mm. I don't know, something to monitor. Anyway, so, monitor, so we shouldn't monitor. do papaya each other. Before we should not pods. papaya one another. Anyway, uh, other quarterbacks. Obviously, you mentioned Daniel Jones. Taysom Hill got hurt with it. He got concussed, and then Saquon, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster hurt his shoulder. Curtis Samuel, groin, Deonta Harris on the Saints hurt his hamstring. Quintus Cephas on the Lions hurt his shoulder. Zeke Elliott had a scary moment with his back, but he came back and seemed to be fine. Um, Justin Fields went out for a minute and then came back. This yep. whole day was just, we were we were in the slack, just like dropping in like, oh my God, so-and-so's hurt. Oh God, so-and-so's hurt. It really just felt like the whole day that we were doing this. And we haven't spoken since the Ram Seahawks game on Thursday night. Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Shit. Essentially broke his finger <laughs> and is out for right. six to eight weeks. Mallet finger. Mallet? What is it called? Oh, mallet I wrote finger? it down because I, yeah, I couldn't believe finger. what it really was. Does that, that mean like you me... got hit on the finger with a mallet? Is that where the name comes from? I wonder because that yeah, sounds really. I think painful. it's it's when you it's like when you <sighs> jam the tip of your finger like oh. really fucking hard. Here I got it. It's yeah. an extension tendon disruptor. It and the it, it's a comminuted comminuted fracture dislocation of the proximal interphalangeal joint. Got it. Well, so whatever the, so it the, the finger at the end of his, like past the joint. It was Ben funny. was just flapping around. So yeah. that was not good. Couldn't He's not going to be back until week 10 term. at least. At he, least. He flew to LA to Cedar Sinai and Beverly Hills to get surgery like the day after. I was like, yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that, that happens a lot of guys. To go to I know. LA but I was just like, okay, Russ, I see you. <laughs> Did Quick you? Trip. Did you see him? You going to go to Sweet Green no. with him? <laughs> I'd love to. Would I actually? I would. Anyway, 
really bummer of a day health wise yes. for a lot of players. Yeah, and speaking, should we should we keep it like on a bummer tone, or should we go up and then down, or should we continue <laughs> to go down and then come? Let's up? go to the F and finally reward. Okay, well, it's a little more positive. I feel okay. bad going up and then back down. I kind of wanted to just crater and then come back up, but let's just. You uh, want a spiral? You want a spiral? Kind we can of. spiral. I think it we should get better before it gets want. worse. That's okay. right. It should be worse before it gets better. Go ahead. All right, so we want to do panic button. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so panic, panic button, the panic button award is for the people slash players we are freaking out about. I'm starting to freak out a little bit about AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, on paper, he still really would probably look like a buy low because he's just so damn talented and so good. But man, it's getting hard to ride this out. And it's definitely getting hard for me to like actually say go go trade for this guy because um no Julio. The Titans score 37 points. Uh, A.J. Brown, three catches for 38 yards. And, I mean, look, I understand. The injury has something to do with this. He's come, he's coming off of, I believe, hamstring and knee issues like to start the season. Um, that's definitely going to affect your like explosiveness and all that. But it's starting to worry me like bigger picture. Tannehill hasn't been nearly as efficient as we saw last year. Uh, Derrick Henry getting fed like incredible amounts of carries. This is like their whole offense. Um, and just in general, the lack of volume in this passing game, it just makes me worried combined with the injuries. Uh, I don't know, man. Cause like we came in, like there was a point in the off season where we're like AJ Brown overall wide receiver one. And this was before Julio got traded for, but like even without Julio, Three catches, 38 yards. This is very disconcerting to me. What do you guys think about this? My friend texted my group chat uh, after the Titans game and just said, Would it, does anyone want A.J. Brown? And he sent that text and then he sent another one that says like, just for just like for free. Like you can just have him. I don't, I don't want <laughs> him anymore. Just take him. I don't want him. I can't stand cutting him. So I'll just trade him for nothing. Whatever you want. You could just have him. Um, I guess if you had to make, if you had to play devil's advocate here, they threw the ball 22 times mm -hmm. and he led the team in targets with six. Which is, which is good. What is that? You know, it's right. pretty much like 25%. Who cares about the leading the team in targets with six? That's not. Well, it means <laughs> something. I mean, he had, you know, around 25% of the team's targets. They they were ahead the entire game against the shitty Jags. They're playing the Bills next week. They're going to probably throw it 45 times. Right. I would say he's still a buy low, although it's extremely alarming what he's doing, like heavily. But a savvy fantasy manager, you trade for him. Here's the Titans schedule at Jags next week. Home no. against the Bills. Jags, Sorry, they, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm looking at. <laughs> they didn't put this in in PFR yet. Sorry, they played the it's Jags. Okay, Sunday football's not over, so it has enough. Short, short memory I have. Uh, sorry, next week they got the Bills, then the Chiefs, then they're at the Colts, then they're at the Rams, and then they got the Saints, Texans, and then they're at the Patriots. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I still think you, Craig, you're right. Like, they're probably going to have negative game script where they have to pass a little bit more. I mean. The Titans are one of those teams where even if they're losing by two touchdowns, they're just going to run a lot because <laughs> they have Derrick Henry. Yeah, they came um, back and beat the Colts by running the ball, which I've never yeah, seen before. It's just bizarre. So, but like at the end of the day, I still think he looks like a buy low. And I think, you know, you have to really still try and stay committed to the idea that the talent is going to shine through. Uh, but I'm starting to panic a little bit. Well, again, sometimes we're too liberal with like the term buy low. Buy low is the guys that the person who has them on their team has dropped their perceived value of him. So, like, if the guy's a Titans fan who loves A.J. Brown, he's not a buy low. If the guy's putting in your group chat, can anyone have A.J. Brown? Anyone want him for free? <laughs> like, go get A.J. Brown. Like, it's just, if they're yeah. fed up with him, go get him. Ask how the person's feeling about him. Okay. <sighs> Craig, who's, yeah. your, who's your panic button? 
TJ Hawkinson, who had an awesome week one against the Niners. He had like 100 yards and a touchdown, and everybody was like, it's here. Everybody predicted it. The top option yeah. in Detroit. Since then, he had a pretty good week two, and then after that, he's had two points, six points, and three. He's doing literally nothing. He has a knee injury that he's been playing through, but he even said to the media, he was like, I'm getting doubled. Teams are focusing on me. Like, I'm the best option, and the defense knows it. Oh, So that was a little concerning that he was like, yeah, it's harder now. This is the Brandon Cooks thing, but for tight ends. Like, this right. is what's going with Brandon Cooks in Houston. Like, oh, I guess Khalif Raymond isn't enough for um, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit to scare people off. This is happening with Waller, too. The tight end, the tight end position, God, just it sucks. Let's eliminate it. Just do flex. So, the, I mean, Hawkinson now, again, there's not much you can do. I, you got to keep starting him. You got to keep playing him. But he's probably not a top five tight end anymore. He's probably, you know, he's like, he's just one of the he's guys He's tight now. end one. Well, he's like Noah Fant or any of all of them. Hold on. Well, let's actually talk this through for a second. That's, that's a, this is a very interesting question. So we, we can only agree Kelsey today. is still one. Yep. Do you guys still agree that um, Waller is still two? Yeah. Yeah. Almost by default. <laughs> well, Kittle's on IR, so right. he's Waller's, not three. Waller's still fine. He's still going to get... He just isn't having the spike weeks that we like to see. He's still, like, pretty reliable. I think Kyle Pitts is three. Uh, he's definitely up there now, yeah. So Kyle Pitts did the... I'm giving him the effing finally award because he had the freaking... He finally did the game. It was like, this was the spot. This was the now or never. Not now or never. He's 21 years old. But, like... For our purposes, our impatient yes, yes, yes. purposes. Now or never. Calvin really didn't make the trip. Russell Gage is out. Falcons need some offense. He did it. Nine catches, 120 yards, touchdown, 22 points. By low windows closed. Kyle Pitts is legit. I just thought of a great fantasy name for Kyle Pitts for a team. Because they just played in London, right? And that was his breakout game. T and Crumb Pitts. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. I feel like Nailed if it. I said that, you would make a lot of fun of me. I thought that was pretty solid. <laughs> Tea and crumpets? Are you kidding me? Just off the dome? That was Tea pretty good. Tea and crumpets? Oh, if you have T. Higgins and Pitts and you can go T oh, and that's crumpets, good. that's, that's, that's really legit. Good. You got to do it but twice. That's over. for free. We're giving you guys that for free. Yeah, do you guys agree? Welcome. He's number three. Pitts, right? Who else? I, I mean, mean, Gronk, when he comes back, probably not. I would still probably go with Pitts just based on like usage and in the offense or whatever. Plus Gronk. Who knows when he's going to be back? Mark Andrews is tight end three and like doesn't have a touchdown this year, which keep in mind. Yeah, he's up there still. Then we're talking about like Dawson Knox and Dalton well, that's the thing. Schultz. So like, so you you still have pits ahead of Hawkinson rest of the season. Yeah, DK. I would be more excited about that. Yes, correct. Wow, How but I mean, it's fall. like it's not like I would move Hawkinson down a bunch. It's just been disappointing, you know. And I just think overall the tight end position sucks. Like even a guy like Goddard. Barely, he's like playing half the snaps. But you're saying if someone would show, still give you value, like he's a top four tight end, you would take it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. By the way, Hyphens, because you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the FN Finally Award with Kyle Pitts. A little bit of context. I saw this from Matthew Friedman. 
Uh, Kyle Pitts is now number one all time in tight end receiving yards through their first five games. <laughs> There's a little context for you. Is that good? Number one uh, all time. Fine. Just remember that. I mean, obviously, look, I understand expectations versus reality. We had very high expectations for Kyle Pitts. It's crazy that basically he's still a bust, him. though. You know? So he's basically the number one tight end prospect. He's yeah. been the number one tight end so far, ever. But he's still kind of a bust. He's fine. I don't. He's not a bust. He's, I'm joking. He's, still, he's getting the usage that we're talking. This is like, look, we talked about Robert Woods earlier last, last week, um, and he just went completely off on Thursday Night Football. And then I even tweeted this the other day. I was like, all right, Woods, you did your job. Kyle Pitts, what's up? And then Kyle Pitts came, and you know he did his job. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the usage. This is what we're talking about when we talk about usage, like routes, snaps. Uh, targets, all that stuff. Kyle Pitts is still doing that, and and it finally kind of came together. Of course, it did help that Calvin Ridley was out. Do you think anything about Kyle Pitts' rookie season, including our expectations, would be different if he had like eighty-seven instead of his number being eight? Because I kind of like the eight. eight. I like I the eight, like it. but does it raise the expectations? Make us more impatient. Oh, okay. eighty-four. I feel like we'd be more patient. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing yeah. it out there. All right. I'm gonna give out. Well, we just did Pitts. I'm gonna give out the Blake Bortles Award. Okay. It's time to be a little happier. I'm giving this out to Jalen Hurts. But first, I have to explain what the Blake Bortles Award is. This is not like the guy who can't throw football. This is like Blake Bortles fantasy-wise. When Blake Bortles was relevant, he was the garbage time king. It was like you could play him, and you should not check his stats till the third quarter was over because it was probably at four points. And then he would rack up like 18 points in the fourth quarter, like consistently. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has accomplished this. Jalen Hurts today... I like had his most fantasy, like real life proof game because he ended up with 23 points, even though he, the Eagles offense was putrid. It was disgusting. He basically did nothing for three quarters, basically ended up with two rushing touchdowns in the fourth, still ended up like a top five, top six quarterback. We'll see how Sunday football shakes out. But this again, Jalen hurts has not had a bad fantasy start since he became a starter in the NFL. He's incredible. Yeah, this is one of those, just check the box score. It's not worth the stress. He's exactly like Blake Bortles. You know who he's also kind of like? When Tebow had like that 10-week span where oh he was God, kind of a thing, yeah. he would have like negative one points in like eight minutes left in the fourth, and then he'd finish with 20. Kind of yeah. has that vibes too. By the way, Blake Bortles, uh, the year was 2015. He was the QB4. <laughs> and really? Is it hurts the QB3? Wow. Still? Yeah, I don't know if it's right there. But you're totally right. Five. He doesn't look good until, the, it's not that he lo- even looks good in the fourth. He just, the garbage time, he comes back. They ended up freaking winning today. They beat Carolina. But um, yeah. a stressful player to have. Yeah, we got to be careful about saying garbage time. They did win the game. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess this isn't like <laughs> garbage time strictly. But it, well, it is, Bortles, I think like, they were good that year, Bortles. They were like The, the point I think you're making, though, no, like is really, it's yeah. just like a perception thing because I don't know if you guys track your, your teams like all throughout the day. I try not to look until like the first round of games are over just because it's like too stressful but it's like if you're watching Jalen Hurts and if you're or, or any players that fit into this category it's like Jesus this guy he's gonna get like a one on the day I think I looked at one point and Hurts had like one point like in the third quarter and, yeah. and we're like feeling bad for giving people advice to start Jalen Hurts and then like you look up the next time you look up he's like 20 something points that's so. a great point though DK like I also have a rule like that so you don't check until the early games are over Craig when do you check your score do you check the whole time or do you try to wait at least a little to check your scores I usually wait till 11 a.m. I give it an hour unless I can just tell by watching that all my players are going crazy <laughs> I always wait till halftime or not always but like I try to never look until halftime because it's just too 
small sample. Like, like there are some, like you can, the, if the, by the time the first game reaches the first quarter is over and you check, another offense might have literally gotten one drive and gone three yeah. out. And you're like, oh my God, why is it zero points? It's like they've had three plays, like chill. Yeah. So I just can't trust myself. Okay. The Travis Kelsey award for the player you wish you had in fantasy. DK, who do you wish you had in fantasy? Uh, the aforementioned Derrick Henry, man, the guy is just going off. Another ridiculous week. 29 carries, 139 or 130 yards and three touchdowns, 32 points in PPR. Uh, he has now averaged 31 points per game over the last four games. He's just carrying, like if you have him on your team, he's just carrying you to victories. Do we just um, rename this award the Derrick Henry Award for players we wish you had in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, we Travis the, Kelsey from this? The Travis Kelsey thing is less accurate maybe now. And again, for the record, we're midway through the game, so we don't know if maybe Kelsey did end up going off. But Monday morning um, football. Yeah, Derrick Henry is, I mean, he's like carrying his team and your teams to victory. He's on pace now. I think we need to do a running like tally of like what he's on pace for every <laughs> yeah, week just because idea. it's so ridiculous. But he's now on pace for 483 carries <laughs> for 2,176 yards and 24 rushing touchdowns. Wait, how many yards did you say? Uh, 2,176. 486 carries for 2,100 yards? 483 carries, which is a ridiculous amount. I should, all right. We, so we didn't do this this week. We, so what's, in, you know, what's really annoying is we do the prop bets every Friday. And what's really annoying is that Craig last week was like, we should just start betting the over on all the Derrick Henry totals until we lose. What's really annoying is that Julio and AJ Brown like being questionable every week means the props don't go up till they're like you know what the deal is. So we can't give them on the on the on the pod. But like we really need to just bet the Derrick Henry over prop <laughs> every single it's the week. Easiest. We yeah. just have to do it on Sunday morning. Derrick Henry's averaging 25 half PPR fantasy points a game, which is what McCaffrey did in the crazy 2019 year. He's McCaffrey right now and he doesn't even wow. catch passes. Oh, also, I'm sorry. You know what? I know you guys are tired of me doing this. I'm going to do it one more time, and then I'll give you a, like a break. But will you? Maybe will not. you but actually? He brought it up. I'm just saying. For all that he Derek Henry did today, 130 yards and three touchdowns. He's not the number one running back in PPR. The number one running back in Miles Ga- is PPR is Miles Gaskin, who had 99 yards and two touchdowns. So to be clear, 31 fewer total yards and a f- one less touchdown. But he had 10 catches. So he's the number one running back. Like, do you see where I'm coming from? Where it's like, how is it okay? Hi, Fitz. We understand what you're talking about. We have understood the entire time. We simply just don't care. I just feel like I'm taking crazy <laughs> pills. Who cares? 31 yards and one game. more touchdown. This oh is the game God. we're playing. This I is just, the game we're playing. He had 10 catches. That's pretty goddamn good, man. When At the running like, back position, he should be the wide receiver. He should be the running back one. He had 10 catches. Who cares? He had 99 yards and two touchdowns. I think that's pretty good. He had 130 yards and three touchdowns. I'm just saying, I just... I, he had 10 catches. I reject I think that's the worldview that it is the way it is when You're every single league can hater. change the rules every year. That's all. I, mom and dad are starting to fight a lot more than they used to. I just I'm like, just, this is the... He just keeps needling me with this. I just don't care at all. I I'm can't not needling you. I'm just, I'm just on my soapbox. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah. Dad's upset. Okay, my Travis Kelsey <laughs> award for the player I wish I had Dad's to fancy. upset. Uh, it's honestly Kadarius Tony. I've... I don't. I love this guy. The second he came in and played that first game when he played like after everybody got hurt, I thought he looked You're awesome. Like, I'm, in. I'm in. I was like, I'm in. Take whatever <laughs> the money you need. I'm in. And since then, he's just gotten better and better. In the two weeks he's played fully with Sterling Shepard out, he's averaging 11 targets a game, 133 yards in the air, and half a bunch thrown per game. Hyphen. <laughs> Nicely done. 
Thirty percent targets. Yeah, he looks incredible. He looks like I think that. Yeah, I think that was from JJ Zacharyson. Oh, that's funny. Um, he looks yeah. like Deontay Johnson mixed with like because he's like a little bit more stout than Deontay. He's not as wiry. Uh, he looks like the best receiver the Giants have had since Odell Beckham, and it's not even close. There is a real comp for Kadarius Tony, and I'm really upset. I can't think of it. It has been bothering me for a couple of weeks. Like he reminds me of a mix between two players, and I have not because really he's really jittery and and sharp with his cuts, but he's I'm also he's like kind of yeah. strong and compact. I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying this, but like I actually think he's more dangerous with the ball in his hands than Saquon is. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has like more downfield ability. He went like. So coming into the league, like I thought, oh, they'll have to scheme up ways to get him the ball. Um, and for the record, I liked him. I liked him a lot. Um, but uh, there was like the thought that, oh, he's kind of raw. He's like a one-year wonder. Didn't really, he was like, basically he uh, became a receiver full-time, like his final year at Florida. He was, before that, he was like a, like a gadget player. Um, but he's super athletic. So I was just thinking like, oh, when he comes into the league, they'll have to scheme him up. They'll have to use him on gadget plays, blah, blah, blah. It might take you a while. might take him a while to like work his way into the offense. But he's like running routes out of the slot uh, on the outside. He mossed a guy. He like went up high, caught a ball. I think he caught like a one-hander. I mean, he was like really impressive in all he's areas. Incredible. He's yeah, he's and so it wasn't just like it wasn't just like a flash in the pan type performance, I don't think. Like they need to get, get continue to get I, him the ball. A moment it's crazy. That- captures all of this is we could talk forever about what he's doing with the ball in his hands. The, the most important play of this game for the giants, other than ones where all the people got hurt. The only, the last moment the giants had a chance to win the game was like a third and goal from like the seven. And they put him at quarterback. They did Kadarius Tony at quarterback and had him run power, which is like a Lamar Jackson thing. That's they awesome. treated him like Lamar Jackson. And the most important I mean, play of the game, which I've you've seen him, dude. Game. He looks like he's faster than everyone on the field. Yeah. Anyway, Kadarius Tony is incredible, and I'm glad the Giants have him because they don't have anyone else who's healthy. All right. I think it, so. Last thing on Tony, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when, and it might not matter now with Galladay out, but like, you know, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are both out. Uh, Galladay had he's been hit and miss, missing time. I just think they can't they can't go back to like having Tony be a part time player, right? Like no. they have to. Yeah, no, it's, that would it's, be the it, dumbest it thing you could possibly do. There's no, no it, way. There's no chance it happened. Like I, I, he had 189 yards today. He has he had more yards today than Allen Robinson has this entire season. <laughs> yeah, Jesus he, Christ, he, he's here to stay. And yeah, if he's in your league, you should go get him. Okay, Brandon Cooks Award for the player you don't want to acknowledge is good at fantasy. So here's one for you. This isn't actually me saying I don't think he's good. I just like, I can't tell if I believe this is a real thing. Dalton Schultz yeah. from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I think after, well, as of now, before, you know, Monday Night Football is the number two re- tight end in football, in, in fantasy. Um, you know, he's just been playing really well. He doesn't do anything like super flashy. He's just like really solid. He catches a lot of like pretty much everything that's in his area. He scored a lot of touchdowns. Fast. I mean, he's athletic. <laughs> he's actually the thing I would say is like I don't know, maybe he did, maybe he did like run really fast. I would say he's like moderately athletic. He doesn't look like super athletic to me, which is part of the deal. Which is like, do we want to believe this? He's like lumberjack up- Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I'm gonna look up his combine. I, I he just don't looks know like it. a guy. He's just he's just always open, and I can't explain yeah. to you why. But like yeah. Jason Witten esque. Okay, I'm gonna just throw out names, and you guys get zero time to think. And I mean zero. And you have to, I'll give you like three seconds most. And you have to tell me if you would take Dalton Schultz or this tight end for the rest of the season. Jesus. So I'm going to, we'll just cut out Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller because obviously. Uh, 
well, George Kittle's on IRS. So this is kind of cheating, but George Kittle. Let's uh, forget he's on IRS. Her. Mark Andrews or Dalton Schultz. Rest of the season. Oh my word! I just. I was still going Andrews, I think. I think I'm going Mark Andrews, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kyle Pitts or Dalton Schultz rest of the season? Pitts. Pitts. TJ Hawkinson or Dalton Schultz rest of the season? I'd still go on Hawkinson. Yeah, me too. Uh, Gronk this is, is hurt. Where, that doesn't count. Noah, I think this is where it starts Noah happening. Fant or Dalton Schultz rest of the season? Schultz. Schultz. Dawson Knox or uh, Dalton Schultz rest of the season? Not, uh, Knox in the one half of Dawson. Sunday football we saw. Has like 20 points in like a half. I'd take Schultz. Yes. Wow. It, those are not going to. Uh, I, I mean, mean, what about like a sicky Schultz, probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For me. Hunter Henry, Schultz, probably. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith combined or Dalton Schultz rest of the season. That's I don't a know. serious I, question. So like the Dalton Schultz <laughs> thing for me, like bottom line is it just feels like the bottom is going to fall out at, at some point. Like maybe that means when Gallup I'm, comes back. Yeah. May, yeah. Or like but, whatever, like for whatever reason, I just like, I keep expecting, like, I think I still like my instinct is he's a massive sell high right now. Get rid of him before the bottom falls out. But I don't know if that's the case. I just don't know how to feel. About I don't it. know if he's a sell high. Cause like, if you get, make your way out of tight end streaming land, who wants to go back to tight end streaming land? And like, <laughs> right, that's the worst right. place in the world. And if you have, like, he is a legit piece of one of the best offenses in the NFL. That's all we want. He's getting targets. He might get a touchdown every week. Like, who are you going to find better than him if you already found him? Like, no, like cling to it and, and just hope it continues. So I looked up, I looked up his combine numbers. He, he ran a 4.75. That's fine. 32-inch vert. Fine. Spread jump's pretty good. So he's not he's athletic. Like, we he's found moderately the, athletic. We found, he's pretty athletic. No, he's, he's not, not like super athletic. He's, we, we there, can, there's shades of gray, Heifetz. There's more than one type of athletic. Yes, but we can raise the bar to NFL level athletics. Kyle Pitts is athletic. It's sneaky, implied that literally athletic. Yes, but literally <laughs> every single position play, we can even kickers if we want, but take kickers and punters ever. Every single player in the NFL is athletic. Literally, they're athletes. We can judge by the curve okay. of NFL now athletes. Just get, that's just, you're just getting pedantic now. This is like, come on. You can the say weird flex, can, but okay. Award. God, he and I are just going at it right now. I'm just saying, man. You have these weird obsessions. All okay, right. weird flex, we'll but okay. On. The guy nobody expected to play well. Heifetz, who you got? Dude, Miles Gaskin got two carries last week, and then had the yeah. best day of his life today. Miles Gaskin had ten catches, which is dumb. So ten points, whatever. But still, ten catches. He led the team in receiving yards. Miles Gaskin was the leading receiver for the Dolphins a week after he had two carries. I think we. The fantasy community as a collection all agree in saying F you, Miles Gaskin. <laughs> that was wild. I just thought Miles Gaskin's fault. What did he do? Did he go to the no. coach last week and be like, I don't I, I just want two carries today and I'm good? Like that's not no, his this, fault. This ruins everything. Now no one knows what to do with him. This what this do we sucks. Do? Yeah, what do we do with he, you? Everybody benched Miles Gaskin this week. I think so. I think specifically what happened today was they played the Buccaneers. They were down a lot of receivers and they had to do the quick game. And I thought that quick game would mean Jalen Waddle. And that's why I took the Jalen Waddle over in receptions, especially when Devontae Parker went out. And the quick game actually just meant dump off to Miles Gaskin over and over and over and over, and over again. Jacoby Brissett had like a hamstring injury that got worse, which just exacerbated everything. So like, it was just a series of like dump offs that they were just like, they just, honestly, this was like Miles Gaskin was the offense today. Like it was, that was the plan. It's wild. Yeah. He played 12 snaps last week. Uh, and then Malcolm Brown played 35 snaps. This week, Malcolm Brown, five snaps. This is per PFF. Miles Gaskin, 37 snaps. What the hell? I very Big much think that up, the receiving emoji. today was because no one can run on the Buccaneers, or at least it's not worth trying. 
Mm. But I don't know about the, the, the snap share going forward. We'll see. Just okay. don't know what to do with him going forward. Right. It's tough. Craig, who's your weird flex but okay this week? I is a guy named C. Moore on the Texans. His name's not Seymour. It's his first initial is C and his last name is Moore. And I'm doing that because I, when I saw C. Moore, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> so I'm not going to write his full name. I've learned it as Chris Moore, but I did not know that when I saw his line. He had 109 yards uh, against perhaps the best or on the best offense in the league with the best quarterback in the league, Davis Mills in the Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> kind of an, he's 28 years old, this guy. 100 yards. So... The whole Texans <laughs> offense was a plot twist today. We so. were like, wow, they had like they didn't do anything against the Bills. And now they're playing the Patriots and you know, rookie hapless quarterback on a hapless team going against the Belichick and the Patriots and Davis Mills at three hundred yards and it was a top five quarterback this week. Plot twist. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? Are you guys uh, question? Do you think Davis Mills is good? No. Are you sure? <laughs> oh man, I, I guess I the whole Bel- the whole Belichick the whole like what Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks thing like if there was one thing I thought you could believe in in the NFL it was that and now I just don't know I, I I'm all turned around I don't know what to believe anymore I don't know who's good I don't think anyone knows the easy answer sitting right there is that this was like a huge come down week after the Buccaneers Patriots game. And even Tom Brady was like said, he was like rattled by it. It was not a normal game and that it probably was not a normal game for the Patriots either. That's like kind of too easy though. Like they still got like the Patriots defense got rocked. So like, I don't know. That's it's kind of too easy, but well, yeah, that narrative doesn't work for Tampa. Brady had four touchdowns, five, like they weren't rattled. Yeah, they're a better team, and they won the game. I don't know. I, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Though it's too easy to be like, well, the Pats were just had that come down from that game. Like I, I don't really have an explanation. What do you think the oldest age is for a player to have their first 100 yard game? Because Chris Moore has been in the league since 2016, and he has never had a 100 yard game. Uh, not even close. That's a good question. 28 years old is pretty late. Well, the real answer is probably Matthew Slater for the Patriots, who's been like an 11 year special teams receiver who like has like five. <laughs> has he ever had 100 yards in a game? CPAT. What so. about Correll Patterson? I mean, I'm sure he had a 100 yard game before, right? <laughs> Did he? I don't know. Probably. I, we can, I won't. Matthew Dude, Slater. Davis Mills. Davis Mills had negative 4.3 points last week. 11 to 21, 87 yards, zero touchdowns, four picks. Today, 21 to 29. I wonder where that ranks among biggest fantasy turnarounds, though. That's that one we should find. What is like the worst performance filed up by the? What's the biggest gap in weekly performances yeah. that didn't yeah, involve that's an a good injury? Question. I'm sure this doesn't sniff mm-hmm. it, but like it was pretty good. Like he went from four picks and no touchdowns to three touchdowns, zero ants, twenty four point seven points. Pretty good. If anyone can find that for us, like the biggest gap in fantasy performance that does not involve an injury or like a playing time thing week to week, send that to Ringer fan, uh, Fantasy Football at Gmail dot com. Okay. Yeah. Davis Mills is ruining the bad quarterbacks league. I bet you, I mean, he was yeah, a shoo-in brutal. first pick. Oh, man, Craig, I had Davis Mills and Herbert this week. Rough. Fucking oh, rough. You morons. You morons <laughs> well, picking Herbert. Okay, so. I know. Seymour had zero points prior today, so I think that we will not see more of Seymour. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. 
When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Burn, very important. Burn book. I have my thoughts. I want to open it up to the floor. I know who I want to burn this week, but I, I want it to be, I want a discussion first. Craig, do you have someone? Yeah, I have somebody who I, I think it's time. I love this player. I've loved him for a long time, and I think he is supremely talented. Once again, just screwed over by a situation. However, we have to kind of confront the reality we're living in. Allen Robinson. Yeah. Wow. Allen Robinson has not had double-digit fantasy points in a game this year. Cue the vampire song, shit. Craig. <laughs> yeah, it's getting kind of hard to believe. Uh, you want Dalton back. If, or I don't know what you want, but it's, I think it's Allen Robinson burn time. Bring back Trubisky. So yeah. we're adjacent because I had Justin Fields. Oh, Wow. Because if you've been holding on to Fields this season, which we recommended, I've recommended everywhere. I was like, get Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields and you'll be good. Jalen Hurts has been great. Fields has sucked. And like this point, he's got two starts, got 15 points. Very simple. The rushing floor is not there. Like the rushing floor, we just talked about Jalen Hurts where it's like he can suck, but he'll have like somewhere between eight and 14 points as a rusher anyway. That does not exist with Justin Fields. He might be good. You might be regret dropping him, but like, I, I I don't think you should hold on to Justin Fields in one quarterback leagues anymore. But maybe I'm being over emotional. Justin Fields' first three starts for the Bears. He has 25 rushing yards over Tom Brady's first three starts of the season this year. He had 30. Jesus. Yeah, I, I think Fields is a heavy cut. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so not this there. is I I think this is interesting, and I I would agree that he's probably cuttable at this point, just because, like you said, the the rushing floor is not there. He's not running. I don't know why he's not running because he ran a lot in the preseason and like in the spot starts that he was in there or spot. Uh, appearances or whatever for the bears it's just kind of weird um so that was definitely like not what i expected but like burning him like it's his third start like this is this doesn't feel like a burn well, you want to burn myself you want to burn danny heifetz for saying justin fields would be worth holding it's on a to. big cutthroat it's cutthroat so burn me burn me <laughs> for saying justin fields would be good I'm i mean i don't think that. it's i i think you're right though like at this point maybe just move on and you can cut him at this point but like i don't know I guess you can cut Fields, but to Craig's point, the real spirit of the burn book is like, if you drafted Justin Fields, first of all, you have him, like, I'm sure many of you do. I'm sorry. Like, I was wrong. Justin Fields, been well, like, awful. you didn't have a lot of investment whatever. in they him. You got him in he's the like late a, round. But you took him, hopefully, yeah. really For late. For a dollar, like, five bucks. It's whatever. Yeah. It's a bench spot. Allen Robinson, 
was a high pick who has literally been outperformed by multiple people who have been available on the waiver wire. Like Emmanuel Sanders is running laps around Justin, uh, around Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has 32 just, fantasy points in the whole year. That was, that's what Mike Williams did today. <laughs> Kadaris, I can't believe we said Kadaris Tony's more receiving yards today than Allen Robinson has this season. Crazy. Allen Robinson has 182 yards on the season. Yeah. All right. I think you're right. I think Allen Robinson's the guy. Again, it's not his fault. That's what sucks. I'm sorry, Allen Robinson. It's like, it's like, I'm, he's like Wilson, we're Tom Hanks. We're like, I'm sorry. Dude, he is the opposite of Mike. He's literally the opposite of Mike Williams because he's playing for his big contract this year. And it's just like, oh, this is brutal. I don't think so. I don't. Is he playing poorly? This is just the worst situation. Well, he's not playing poorly, he's but still, he's, his stats, like, that's what they, they use yeah, this but in like, contracts. When he goes into free agency, are teams really going to be like, you know, Alan, why did you have 149 yards through five? They know. know. They, they know might. why. What do you mean they might? I think Mike it's Williams, just, Mike Williams is going to have a little bit better leverage at the freaking table than Alan Robinson is. That's the point. Mike Williams is going nuclear on people. You say that, but like in theory, the, the fucked up part of the NFL is that Mike Williams is getting a franchise tag. But if Allen Robinson hits the open market and the Chiefs are, well, I guess the Chiefs, but like in some teams, like, wow, we need to get Zach Wilson help. Let's put Allen Robinson to Corey Davis. Like, there's a world where Allen Robinson could get more money than Mike Davis. Um, Mike Williams. Sorry, I, I, sorry, I misspoke yeah, I, I, earlier, I can't, by the way, about the. Mike Davis just I on my mind. DeAndre Hopkins is getting $27 million per year APY. Yeah, that's like a two year um, deal though. That's so that But one, I would say I, I would say know. overall, like I, I tend to agree. Like Alan Robinson still he's still gonna get paid. Kenny Galladay got paid and he only played like four games last year, so he'll get paid. In a weird way, Robinson playing to a level the Bears let him go could get him more money in a way that he's blameless, could get him more money than Mike Williams playing like this. That's the way the NFL yeah. works, which is bizarre. It is weird. Well, anyways, I'll allow it. It's if, a you wanna, if you want if you want to cut Justin Fields, go for it. It's it's fair. I think cut Justin Fields. Yeah. And also while we're here, Trey Lance. Trey Lance runs though. Yeah, he ran it like 18 times or something today. Yeah. So don't tr- don't cut Trey Has Lance. Fields even ran it 18 times this season? No. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lance had 16 carries for 89 yards. Like Fields has well, he had 10 in like relief. When did Dalton get her? Week two? Yeah. He had 10 in relief for Dalton. That wasn't count. So since he became starter, he has nine carries. It's bizarre. I don't he, understand I why he's not doing scrambles. that. But I mean, look at the end of the day, like the Bears won today. (laughs) It's not like he played terribly. He didn't. He didn't play that well. But for fantasy purposes, it's not what you want. Yeah, it feels as cooked. Okay, all right. Cut fields. Allen Robinson's burned. All right. Quick prop bet update. We went. We don't know we went because this game. Well, let's we should know we're we're recording this Sunday during the game. Clyde Edwards Lair did go out with a pretty major looking injury. Um oh. I don't think he has come back in. I mean, it looked like they literally carried him off the field. It looked what? pretty, pretty oh, painful. We're recording? Um oh, I have geez. not what? seen a, an official update, but uh yeah, he's he's not gonna hit his over. So um Let's see. I'll see. I'll see if I can find something. But while we talk about it, regardless, he's out. He's out so yeah, he's not hitting it. Okay. Well, that's a really annoying way to. I know. It, but regardless, okay, we're five. We're five and nine on the week, and yeah. So I don't know the exact percentage we're out on the year. I think we're at sixty. So something under, like that. Fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent. Can we talk Which about is, that? Is like that is like the sharp number. I think you want to be in the fifty-six to fifty-eight range. That's like like if, if you can do that, you're set. Yeah, so because like a lot of prop bets, you they take like a lot of amount of juice. So you have to hit fifty seven percent to hit profit, yep. 
and we're at 58%. So we've netted you 1%. Yeah. So congrats. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> if By you way, followed we... every single bet we've given you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk real quick about the Jaguars because I think I actually literally said it. So what, one, of my, one of my props was Marvin Jones over four and a half catches. Uh, he had one catch. And I said, when I was giving the pitch, I was like, what? Are they going to just feed the ball to Tavon Austin and Jamal Agnew? Tavon Austin, five catches, 54 yards. Jamal Agnew, who I had to double check was even on the Jaguars, six catches and 41 (laughs) yards. Just ridiculous. The Jags, god damn it. They just pissed me off. Um, Yeah, Marvin Jones, one catch for 25 yards. LaVisca Chenault, one catch for 58 yards. It's like, what are you doing? What What are you guys doing? It's almost like they weren't game planning last week and they were like drafting like public statements Jesus of apology. Okay. Can you guys name the teams that Tavon Austin has been on? Yeah. Cowboys. The Cowboys. Rams. The Rams. Uh, he was There's on, one more team other than Jacksonville. Very, very much don't remember this. Don't tell I me. I won't. I'm gonna he had it. five catches for that team. Was he on the Chiefs? No. No. Can you give me the conference? Before yeah, give us a, give us a hint. Up. Give us a hint here. <laughs> uh, they're in the NFC. Packers. Yep. I remember now. Wow, good job, I remember DK. now. Yeah, he was like their... <laughs> it was a short-lived thing. Remember when they were... Weren't the uh, Cowboys talking about making him like their web back or something? I don't even want to talk Is that a real it. phrase? No. Web back? The guy who was like, let's give... The guy who decided that Tavon Austin should like be a central part of the Cowboys offense in like 2017, 2018 is now running the Giants offense. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. But now you got Kadarius Tony, pretty cool. Who is what really Tavon Austin was expected to yeah. be. So that's, you know, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? All right. That's all we got. But thank you, DK. Thank hold you. Hold on oh, there, no, folks. Craig has Before more. we get out of here, want to let people know we are not going to be publishing a show on Monday night uh, for Indigenous Peoples Day. We will be off. Tuesday morning, our waiver show will come out. So if you don't see it on Monday, that is why it'll come out Tuesday morning. Okay. Waivers Tuesday morning. Power hour still on schedule for Wednesday. And five stars. Oh, DK. Oh, you want those stars? Want those stars? Dear Spotify? sweet Lord, baby Jesus. We got a Looking thirst for trap those before we get out of here. Love those stars. Someone said to us today that they think the stars on Spotify changed us, that we're yeah, different uh, now. That's fine. That's fact. I accept that. So I'm like, Except yeah. That. If we're above. If yeah, we're above those stars, if you're not first or last, if we're above 4.7, I'm going to be a dick because I'm going to be so cocky. <laughs> don't don't set the bar low. Four nine. Four nine. If it's five zero, then I'm just going to start. No one can look me in the eyes. Five. We want five. Five. What is it? The, the Dave Chappelle's like fifth. <laughs> no, we want we want. Please give us five stars yeah. on Spotify. It's the three dots next to the bell. And the setting thing. And you can hit the bell too. Be notified. There's so many great things, buttons to hit, but hit the buttons for us. It'll make us happy. Thank you. We get dopamine hits based yes. on the phones. Yes. You can yes. read about it in the, the internet. It's like a whole thing. But we really like it. All right. Thank us. Oh, yeah. Right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Lauren. I didn't realize you got your notification from the. Thank you, Lauren. Talking. Thank you, Mike, for producing this podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Otis Redding. Oh, okay. Nice. That was a good one. <laughs> You guys are so judgmental. I, th- that, that was earnest. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It sounded like you were offended by it. Not that you appreciated it. Well, Sorry guys, that we had bickered so much earlier. I still care you guys about just, you. You don't like my music choices. Usually. I thought Otis Redding was a very good pick. I appreciate that, Hyvitz. Thank you. By the way, we're not really fighting. These are... This is just bits. Are yeah, you totally saying that? Definitely are you trying not to tell me fighting. how I feel? I'm definitely just not. I don't. 
I definitely don't hate hyphens. You don't know that I'm not mad at you. You can't speak <laughs> for me. Now I'm kind of mad at you. Okay, let's end the pod. Yeah. Let's end it. All right. All right. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.